you know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. Episode 3 of First and Foxborough is on. I am your host, Kyrie Thompson of WEEI.com. Make sure you follow, subscribe, download, listen on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts, of course. And now for another discussion of the biggest Patriots news since spring camp ended. Former first round pick Nikhil Harry is gone from New England. He has been traded to the Chicago Bears for the NFL equivalent of a bag of Doritos. A seventh round pick two years from now. Honestly, the fact that he's been traded is more eventful than his actual playing career to this point. To talk more about that, I decided to bring in some in-house help to break it down. We got Andy Hart from WEEI.com joining us today. He writes our Patriots columns here at WEEI four times a week, as well as other things surrounding Boston sports. He's also the co-host of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, along with Chris Scheim and Nick Fitzgerald, a.k.a. Fitzy. That's how you might know him on the WEEI airwaves. Check that podcast out if you haven't already. Follow them and follow me. You can do that at KDThompson5 on Twitter at K-H-A-R-I-D-T on Instagram and follow the accounts that I have for the show at First and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O on Twitter and Instagram. So let's get to it, okay? Obviously, as it relates to Nikhil Harry, a lot of feelings from Pats fans. I've already gone ahead and reacted to the move and just kind of the Nikhil Harry tenure Uh, which has actually happened entirely since I've been in Boston uh, because I came here in 2018 and he was drafted in 2019. So I did get to see all of this unfold. I wanted to get some outside perspective on this because Andy has a bit of a longer view on the Patriots than what I've had. He's been around here for, for quite a while. And I mean, just like, and I mean, just like me, it was kind of hard for him to spin Nikhil Harry's tenure in New England as anything particularly positive. This is just business. It's not personal. He was a bust. Like, that's just the reality, the facts of his career. Um, And, you know, I hope it works out. One of these change of scenery trades. I actually think he went to, and you can probably speak on this. You know, I know you're you're tied in with the, the Bears. He went to one of the teams where I think, huh, maybe if everything goes right this summer, he could carve out a role for that team. They not loaded at wide receiver. There's a young athletic quarterback in place. And as down as I think Patriot Nation would be on Nikhil Harry, for good reason, like I'm not saying that's wrong, do you think it's impossible to envision him in a preseason game, Justin Fields scrambles, there's a broken down play, all of a sudden Nikhil Harry's open 25 yards downfield, they make that first connection, and that leads to a little bit of a rapport? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not terribly optimistic about it, but but I mean, the scenario you just pointed out, right? Like Nikhil Harry's open down the field. You're throwing up to him. Mac Jones did that, right? It was in the Colts game. Right. At the end of the Colts game, he just chucks it up 40 yards down the field. Nikhil Harry comes down with it, and everybody's like, oh, is this going to be the start of Nikhil Harry actually doing something for this team? And then he just kind of goes back to not contributing anything in the passing game and mainly being a blocker. At the same time, I mean, the point you made is a good one in that, the Bears have like they have Darnell Mooney, and that is basically it, right? In, in terms of established pass catchers, I mean, yeah, they signed like 
Byron Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown. They drafted Velas Jones Jr. Like there is there is nothing there that would preclude Nikhil Harry from getting opportunities. I, I mean, I, I just from experience alone and honestly, his body type. Right. So somebody like Equinemius St. Brown was kind of going to be counted on, I think as somebody like who's going to be that X receiver, he's going to block. But I mean, Equinemius St. Brown doesn't do anything as a receiver either. And I don't know, it's like maybe just based on pedigree, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, maybe Nikhil Harry is going to get a shot. And then there's always that whole thing like, oh, yeah, well, maybe he could serve as kind of like a second tight end, right? You know, like a you know, real, just a big slot, you know, big, big, huge receiver who's basically a mini tight end. Maybe, um, but I think the main point is there's nothing stopping him from at least getting snaps. And I mean, with without many weapons, Justin Fields is probably, he's going to throw him the football. Right. He, that's going to happen. And there won't be, I know a lot, of, we talked about it on, on our station, WEEI yesterday, this idea that he was intimidated from day one by Tom Brady, and maybe that just started him off on the wrong path. And, you know, Patriots fans will remember that slant in Houston that went off his hands and Brady was pissed. And that was Tom Brady, right? Like Tom Brady had built a reputation for having sort of limited patience with young receivers. And, you know, I, I, I talked about this yesterday. Jacoby Myers was so open about it when he and Harry were rookies together he Jacoby Myers talked about the pressure of the ball is in the air and I'm thinking you can't drop this because Tom might not throw it to you again if you drop this if you don't make this play and I and Jacoby Myers caught it more often than not and has clearly developed into a nice NFL wide receiver and whether that's mental toughness better skill that doesn't really matter it didn't work for Nikhil Harry like it was negative almost from day one I can remember the first training camp practice he had heavy, slow feet. Like, you just watched it, and then the story became over the years, he worked with, what was the guy's name, the footwork king or the foot, <sighs> footwork can, scientist. I and I was like, yeah, he needed that before he got to the Patriots, not trying to play catch-up. So the bottom line is, this is a head-scratcher of Bill Belichick. Like, in a draft loaded with receivers, a guy that never took receivers, took a receiver, maybe to placate Tom Brady, maybe, I, I don't even care why he did it, what the motivations were, missed just flat out missed yeah. when Debo Samuel wanted to be here remember the Debo video like I want to be there and you know I actually have some some people that know Debo and just were like why didn't they take him he's the best athlete I've ever seen like people that went to college with him would talk about watching him play pickup basketball and there'd be basketball players on the court and he'd still be the best athlete on the court and it's mm -hmm. like why did you pass on that for this I I don't know what I, they I saw in Nikhil Harry I posed the exact same question last night. And look, you, you brought up the slow feet thing. Like before he got to the Patriots, he was slow in college. That's yep. the, you, you go through his college, like highlights and, and, and his, and, and his tape and stuff. His catches are all like box him out down the field, like jump over somebody, you know, contested catch stuff. He'd get in the open field and his high, he's getting caught from behind. He couldn't run before he got to the NFL. That was, that was kind of the, the maddening thing about him. The, the, complete and utter lack of explosiveness and it's like when you look at somebody who's that limited in their skill set i mean he's not a particularly good route runner either nope. right he doesn't have elite hands and so basically nope. it's just kind of like okay here's a big bodied guy who is going to post you up 
and jump up over the top of people. I don't know if it was just too much of, of Bill seeing tall receivers eating them up or, or whatever when they would go play other teams. There's like, I want one of those. But like, look, man, if you wanted that, you could have had DK Metcalf, right? right? <laughs> and 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 the, and the funny thing is like, I go through this every, I, I said this on the emergency episode I did last night. People get so wound up over, oh, yeah, you got to draft a receiver in the first round. And there was this profile that The Athletic did actually heading into the draft talking about the hit rates of receivers on day one and, and you know, day two and all that and all that good stuff. And actually, the, the, you have almost a better chance of finding a Pro Bowl wide receiver, all pro wide receiver on day two than you do on day one, because guys like Harry get overdrafted and really good talent gets pushed down the line. And that's exactly what happened. How many guys got drafted after him that, that have better careers? Metcalf, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin, Deontay yep. Johnson. That's five guys right there that you could have had instead of him. And so, so okay, I, I got to wrap up this this venting session by asking you, is this the worst pick Bill Belichick has ever made? Is this it? Uh, with the Patriots? Yes. Um, I would still go back to, he took touchdown Tommy Vardell in the top 10 picks in the draft in Cleveland, but let's just stick with New England let's and what he's done here. And, and I know a lot of people would talk about, why am I drawing a blank on the DB, the first pick in the second, Razai Dowling. Yeah, but he got hurt. And I know... Technically, Nikhil Harry got hurt to start his rookie year. I actually don't think he was hurt. I think he had a minor injury that they had already realized, this guy's not ready, so let's just put him on IR with this hamstring thing, buy that some time. Foxborough flu, yeah. 100%. So, I mean, you're talking about, and, and, and not just the production or the player didn't fit in, didn't make plays. We're also talking about you were at a crossroads with Tom Brady. Like, could... Let's just say Nikhil Harry was Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase and came in and uh, Jalen Waddle. There's been a lot of them. So it's not far-fetched to imagine a rookie yeah. receiver coming in and being like an all-pro. Let's just say Nikhil Harry, the pick you took, Nikhil Harry, a wide receiver, came in and was an all-pro. Could that have changed the way Tom Brady felt about everything life in new england like could that have rejuvenated his desire to throw balls as a patriots quarterback to stay i don't know i'm not saying that's a surefire thing but when you mix all of that in and then just look at the simple numbers the guy stunk the guy did nothing for you 57 um, catches in his career for unreal. 598 yards and four touchdowns over three seasons i bet you jamar chase did that in three games last year I bet you he put up 500 yards in, in three games if you went back. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what. There was a period of time where he probably did it over two. Right. So um, <laughs> or, yeah. or it was and, close. It was close. <laughs> and, and everything else you already talked about, the fact that it's not like you needed a receiver, you forced a receiver, but there was really no other options like everybody missed. No, no, no. There were plenty of options that came in and were impact rookie receivers. You just picked the wrong one. So, yeah, I think there's a pretty – Pretty good argument can be made that he's, he's the worst pick of the Belichick era. So let, let's do kind of like a, a sliding scale here, like, you know, 50% kind of being the even, okay? Would you put Nikhil Harry more on the side of, he just, he, he fell into a rough situation where, you know, he, he, he you know had injuries, you know, injury in his first year, but right. definitely an injury last year that put yep. him on the pup list and it took him a while to get back. Pissed off Tom Brady. Yep. COVID year and Cam Newton, who, I mean, everybody's number suffered under Cam Newton. 
And then, you know, obviously, you know, last year he comes in, you know, and, and he gets buried down the depth chart, but he found his way onto the field as a block or whatever. So bad luck or a guy just can't play football. Uh, well, as my uh, youth baseball players will tell you, I like to say one simple phrase, we make plays, not excuses. And that's what I would say to Nikhil Harry. If you could make plays, you wouldn't be looking for excuses. We wouldn't be looking for excuses. And I think it's very simple. Bill Belichick has told us for 20 years, he has very simple criteria for his wide receivers. Get open, catch the football. And I think Nikhil Harry is uh, below average in those two abilities to get open and catch the football. So I, I think that's your answer. The guy, I throw it around all the time. People get sick of hearing it. I don't know if you're familiar with it. The Peter principle, you ascend to a level upon which you fail. He did that. He was a good bully college wide receiver going against varying degrees of talent out West. He put up numbers, but I'm not going to pretend he was playing in the SEC and he was playing Alabama every week. I think he was a really good college football player. He's a good athlete. He impresses you when he takes his shirt off and gets off the bus. He's one of those guys. But if you need an actual guy to get open and catch the football, hell, Jacoby Myers was better than him, and it was obvious immediately. I remember making bets with people, rookie Cam, uh, rookie training camp that year that Jacoby Myers would have a far better career than Nikhil Harry as an undrafted rookie receiver and that's a fact unless Nikhil Harry really does find the promised land in Chicago and change of scenery Jacoby Myers career already blows away Nikhil Harry oh yeah N not not even remotely close and I nope. mean and, and when, you, when you take into account obviously where he came from and the fact that he has turned himself he's continued to ascend he's gotten better every year Right. And, and yeah, yep. the touchdowns, obviously you could say that, you know, he, he hasn't you know found the end zone a lot. He doesn't offer you a ton after the catch and you, you can, you can knock Jacoby Myers all you want, but, but look, you cannot argue that that guy is a productive NFL wide receiver because you're right. Like there's, there's warts on Jacoby Myers and we can talk down the road about whether I'd sign him to a, uh, an extension, how much money, oh, we'll what his value is. But with Jacoby Myers, he's proven in a three-year span what Nikhil Harry couldn't do, get open and catch the football. Everybody wants to say, oh, Jacoby Myers isn't quick enough. He's not fast enough. He's not athletic enough. He doesn't score. Does he get open and catch the football? Because you know who believes he does? Mac Jones. There was a reason he threw to him more than like anybody else. Like 120 times. Like right. So I, I think it's pretty simple. It's a, it's a meritocracy at the receiver position. You get open and you catch the ball. Quarterbacks like you, coaches like you, teams like you. You don't get open. You don't catch the ball. Quarterbacks turn on you. Teams turn on you. And you move on. It's really interesting, like as we're kind of talking about this, right? Because I feel like people get hung up on on draft pedigree for for so many things, and I think about this a lot with with quarterbacks, right? Because I'm personally of the opinion there's a slight digression, right? People are talking about, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, like he's gonna be the best second year quarterback in in you know the the league this year. He's gonna surpass Mac Jones, and obviously you could talk about their situations and how and how they're different, and they've improved a lot in Jacksonville. But I'm just looking at it like. Mac Jones performed at a level so far above Trevor Lawrence and the rest of that crowd that I don't know how the line does not start behind Mac Jones for everyone until until you prove otherwise on the football field. None of those guys have 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 proved that. And and again, like you could you could look at it and say like yes, there's talent in there for Nikhil Harry and you know Jacoby Myers. Like in in any you know rational football person's mind, you would think like I wouldn't take. Jacoby Myers over Nikhil Harry like if you were just like picking one in a vacuum to start a team but look man sometimes the game of football is really simple do your job yep. okay 
catch the ball, block, complete a pass, whatever it happens to be. Because if you if you can't do those things, you cannot play. And and I think that it's going to be really interesting to see if Nikhil here, I don't know if it's a light that's got to go on or he just needs to feel some trust from somebody, you know, maybe he gets that with Justin Fields. I feel like I personally am not terribly confident in it, but you know what? We haven't seen him in a bears uniform. Uh, I guess, I guess we will see also the, the possible Nikhil Harry revenge game on <laughs> October 24th is going to be lit. Andy It's going to be incredible. Yeah. Now, and uh, and and we don't even know who the Patriots' corners are, so it's not like we can pretend there'll be a matchup because we'll figure that out in August and September. But um, yeah, it's it's funny because I'm kind of rooting for Nikhil Harry because every time I talk to him, he seems like a pretty nice guy. Like I'm, I don't know if I'm old enough to quote call him a kid, but he seems like a good kid. Like I, I don't think I don't begrudge him for his lack of success in New England. But on the same side, I got a lot of tweets yesterday that like, just watch, he's going to go catch 55 balls in Chicago. He's going to turn into a pro bowler. Like, I'd love for that to happen. I, I don't care. Like, that, that would be no skin off my back. But what I, I would absolutely bet against it. I think that's the longest of long shots. I'm I think hammering a, the under so hard on that. Right. I mean, there's a better chance he's out of football within the next 12 to 18 months than there is, in my opinion, that he you know, flips the light switch and suddenly he is, you know, what he was supposed to be as a first round pick. But who knows? You know, it's weird things happen. It's a weird game. It's a weird business. And good luck to Nikhil Harry. And from a Patriots perspective, he lasted longer than he ever should have probably because he was a first round pick. I mean, anybody else who went down the road, he went over a three year span on and off the field, the work ethic, you know, agent calling for trades, eight, you know, those comments yeah. that Cam was part of the problem. He didn't have a good, like all of that stuff. Virtually anybody else would have long been sent packing, but I think because he was a first round pick and Belichick might've been trying to save face or hold out hope, uh, he lasted a little longer than he probably should have. You know, I, I think, and I mean, I said this to a bunch of people, we're never going to know this now, but I feel like he probably could have gotten traded last year if he doesn't get hurt. You know, if, if he doesn't get hurt probably. in preseason and then, and then he's yep. out, you know, for, for the rest of preseason and, you know, you don't have that real bargaining chip because now he's on the pup list and then everybody's like, well, right. whatever. Right. I, I think, I think this could have happened then, but you know, again, we, we, we never know because I'm also kind of, you know, wondering from that standpoint, if they thought Nikhil Harry actually could have been something functional and productive then maybe you're not relying on Nelson Aguilar to play 90% of his snaps on the outside. And maybe you can move him around the way that they've mm -hmm. kind of done during spring practice. And, and I think we've noticed Nelson Aguilar a little bit more because he's been able to kind of just be everywhere and, and execute a little bit more of the slot game that he's really good at to kind of get to the, the Patriots team now you know kind of it's like obviously they weren't counting on Nikhil Harry this year like he was he was gone one way or another he was gone but look so so the Patriots receiving core has moved on and they've got Devontae Parker they've got Tyquan Thornton with that like can we do we have confidence that Devontae Parker will give the Patriots everything that they hoped that Nikhil Harry was going to be and with Tyquan Thornton can they avoid you know, having him suffer the same fate as Harry just did. Obviously, that's a huge question. And I think this is a huge 12 months for the Patriots receiving core. Like it is probably in a state of significant transition as Mac Jones goes from, 
year one to year two, and then year two to year three, we all know that they're going to have a boatload of cap space next spring. We know that Nelson Aguilar will likely be gone a year from now as his contract is sort of burdensome and he's here for now, but probably not here for the long term. We touched on it earlier with Jacoby Myers, your leading receiver. Do you want to invest in him? He's talked about wanting to be back, but I, I think he should be looking to get paid in a league where receivers mm-hmm. are now being grossly paid or overpaid, depending on how you look at it. Um, he should be looking to cash in. Kendrick Bourne, is he a guy that's a number one receiver? Is he just a complimentary guy? Is he Does he just need more reps? So there's like all these questions around the wide receiver position. And then you bring in a second round rookie who skinny wrists, lightning speed, like there's all these stories to him. Is he a track type guy? Is he a football player? Um, I will say based on spring, like we were talking about initial impressions of Nikhil Harry were negative. I think initial impressions of Tyquan Thornton and Devontae Parker are pretty darn positive. So you got two of those. If one of them works out on the outside to some degree or both of them to some degree, that would allow Nelson Aguilar probably to be freed up to be used differently. And that with both Bourne and Myers back, I, I think there is upside, significant upside to this receiving core. Are they great? No. Did you add Devontae Adams? Do you have a, you know, the guys we talked about, Chase, Jefferson, do you have one of those? You absolutely do not. But I also don't think, you know, you're closer to chicken salad than you are chicken you-know-what is, I guess, the way I would put it. And if Mac does his job, I'm somewhat positive in terms of the outlook for this receiving core. Yeah, it, it's a situation where they need to be greater than, you know, the the sum of their – or the whole should be greater than the sum of their parts. And, yes. and I think that they have enough balance to make that happen. But as you mentioned – It's going to be all about Mac Jones, because if Mac Jones can elevate this team, if he's not just a guy who you, uh, you know, kind of win with, right, where he's got to have a, you know, good defense, a good special teams, otherwise he can't get the job done. If they could actually, if he can be a guy you win because of consistently, right, and be a guy that elevates talent. Well, then I think we could see something else. And and I think that maybe we could see the Patriots keep on leaning into this whole, you know, balance over getting the best guy all the time Mm -hmm. and overpaying sort of thing. But anyway, thank you so much, Andy Hart, for joining the show. Appreciate it. We will definitely be doing this again uh, on here and I'm sure on the Six Rings show and just in studio because, well, we work together. That just is what it be. Yeah, we're like the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? It's all crossovers. Ooh, Spider-Man's in Avengers. Spider-Man has his own Ant-Man, right? That's what we are at WEI. We're the Avengers. We're a big Avengers team. You know what? Love it. I love it. Peace out, man. Thank you. See you. That was our main man, Andy Hart. You can follow him on Twitter at Jumbo Hart. Check out his work on WEEI.com and check out the Six Rings of Football Things podcast with Andy, Chris Scheim, and Fitzy. That's going to wrap it up for today's Daily Dose of the First in Foxborough podcast, unless something else happens. Till tomorrow.